I have in front of me some absolutely spectacular, wonderful books for children. And they are part of a brand new series of books, Deneen Milner books. This is a division of Simon & Schuster for Young Readers. And these are spectacularly beautiful books. And they are indeed the brainchild of the brilliant Deneen Milner, a wonderful writer and journalist, author or collaborator on 32 previous books and now launching her own series of books uh, designed for young readers. Also part of the Nadine Milner uh, series is a wonderful new novel called Wings of Ebony. We're going to be talking about all of these books and more books on the way uh, from Deneen Milner. We welcome you to The Morning Show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am very excited to talk to you. I do wish this was television instead of radio because these, uh, especially the two books for children that I've looked at, are just so splendid. Before we talk about the specifics, maybe you could just say a quick word about the challenge of creating really compelling books for children. I think a lot of us uh, misunderstand the challenges and assume that it's not that big a deal, not so steep a challenge. In fact, it's no small matter to create a, a wonderful book that children are really going to love. What do you think it takes to make a great children's book? You're absolutely right. You know, uh, what it takes to, to make a good children's book is to have a focus and a vision on what it is that you want to convey to children and how you want to tell that story. And so it's going out and finding writers who can actually speak in a way that doesn't devalue um a child's intellect and the way that they um, understand a story. And it's finding an illustrator who can do the same. Children really love beautiful art. I believe that to my core. As a matter of fact, one of the books that you have in front of you, My Rainy Day Rocket Ship, is uh, illustrated by an, 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 a fine artist who's from, who was born in Milwaukee, ah. um, Charlie Palmer. And Charlie is uh, a fine artist who I know because I've followed him for years, uh, purchasing his work, admiring his work, going to museums to see it. And when I, I had an idea for a book, I went to him to see if he would illustrate it. And he had some books of his own um, that he wanted to, to, to introduce to the world. And so it's finding someone who's passionate about telling those stories to children and then just, you know, like Simon & Schuster has been amazing with going out of its way to show me the ropes because it's not easy to publish books and get them out into the world and have librarians and, uh, and caregivers, parents, uh, uh, know that they're, they're out in the world and then bring them to their children and their bookshelves. And uh, the production of it, it takes, I never understood why it takes a year, but working at Simon & Schuster, now I understand. There are so many different aspects that you have to think of. And so, but, I, you know, the, the beauty of it is that once they're out in the world, there's nothing like seeing that legacy up on the bookshelf. Right. One of the sort of central mission statements of this new line, Deneen Milner Books, is to share everyday stories that color the worlds of black children. I have to say, as a, as a white 60-year-old, that... I, I, I started looking at the first book, and I got this lump in my throat, I, which I did not expect, because I just realized that, uh, that when I was growing up, there were hardly any books whatsoever that a black child could have 
picked up and, in a sense, seen children like themselves in the pages. Uh, when you were growing up, were there books that you could turn to where you saw children that looked like you? I, I should think maybe a few, but, but not very often. No, and I, I was a huge reader when I was a kid. It, the, the thing that you could do, my mother could do to punish me, was make me go outside and leave my books in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love books. And, you know, I read Beverly Cleary, and I read Judy Bloom and I loved Frances Hodges Burnett, and The Secret Garden and The Little Princess were my favorite books ever, but I did not see myself. There was no coloring of those stories in a way that would allow me to see myself as this little black girl with curly, kinky hair and dark skin and a round body and a, you know, a thick lips and a wide nose who went through the things that I went through growing up in Long Island, New York. There just were not stories that spoke to that experience. And so I would have to put on these glasses, so to speak, to you know, really kind of look into these lives. And there were things, obviously, that I identified with. Like, you know, I remember um, you know, Judy Bloom's famous, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. You know, like I did that in my room, but in that book also, and Are You There? It's are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Margaret. Another one of the things that she was going through when she was going through puberty was trying to figure out how to make her hair longer, and so she would brush it. And I couldn't brush my hair. Like, my hair, you can't brush it. You need a very strong comb to comb through my hair. And so it would always annoy me and fascinate me that those stories sort of shine a light on my white friends and their experiences, but didn't, um, you know, really speak to what was real to me. And mm. so a big part of what I'm doing now is trying to make it so that black children can pick up these books. Their parents can read them to them. They can pick them up themselves and flip through the pages. And even if they don't know the words, they can look at those, those pictures and see their mothers, see themselves, see their dads, see their families doing things that they do every day in their homes. And then you're speaking to me as a 60-year-old white man who didn't get to see those experiences. How beautiful would it be for a white child to be able to see those experiences, to see that black families really, at the end of the day, are no different from theirs? Right, exactly. And, of course, that's one of the most important things here is that these are not books that only little black children should read, but that all children should read. And uh, just the same way you were blessed to read certain books that didn't happen to reflect who you are, and now there are books that do, and uh, it's just a richer world when we have all of these uh, books to uh, enjoy and share. We're speaking with Deneen Milner, and we're talking about the new line of books from Simon & Schuster uh, that are intended for young readers, and they are a, a... a wonder to behold, absolutely beautiful and lovely stories as well. One of them is called Me and Mama. And uh, one of the things that is is certainly true about this and the other book, My Rainy Day Rocket Ship, is that these are books that that shine a light on ordinary days and ordinary lives of ordinary people and yet in, in really beautiful ways. And it sounds like that is one of the things you are most uh, anxious to to share in your line of books? 
It is absolutely my mission to leave that legacy for black children, to be able to show, like in me and Mama, a little girl excited about going for a walk on a rainy day with her mom. You know, it starts with her coming down the stairs and seeing her mother and singing good morning, her mother singing good morning to her. And they have oatmeal, and she compares what her mother likes in her oatmeal versus what she likes in her oatmeal. She compares the dress that she'll wear versus the dress that her mom wears. She compares the cup that her mother drinks out of versus the cup that she drinks out of and how that cup sounds when you bang a, a, a spoon against it, when you clink a, clink a spoon against it. Um, it's about a little girl recounting that day when she lays down to go to sleep at night and her mother snuggles her and smothers her with kisses. I was that mother to my daughter. My daughter knows nothing more than a mother who spends the day with her with a smile on her face and enjoys the day and then snuggles and cuddles her to sleep at night. Um, my, my children are grown now, but when my daughter was born, she was born in 1999, and this kind of book I just couldn't find for her, not easily. You know, Amazon didn't exist. You couldn't. Now you can see a book on television or hear it on the radio or uh, see it on Amazon or, you know, Barnes & Noble or anywhere and just literally buy it at your fingertips. But back in 1999, you had to depend on the store to know that these books existed, if they did exist, and then carry them. And if they didn't carry them, you had to literally harass them to bring those stories to the store so that you could purchase them for your child. And so I, as a mother of two daughters, stepson, I really wanted to change that for parents today, to be able to make it so that they could go to a store or pick up their phone or go on their computer and look up a story about a little girl enjoying a day with her mom or a little boy who is in on a rainy day and really, really, really wants to find a way to entertain himself, and so he uses everyday household items to build himself a rocket ship. Um, I wanted kids to be able to see that, to find that, and parents to be able to find them easily. Hmm. And Mia Mama is just extraordinary. Cosby A. Cabrera is the author and illustrator of that piece, and from the first page, I just knew it was magic, and sure enough, that was confirmed last week when she won a Caldecott Honor and a Coretta Scott King Honor Award for her illustration. Mm. It is an absolutely fantastic book, and I love my Rainy Day Rocket Ship as well, and I'm glad you mentioned the illustrator, Charlie Palmer. It is spectacular artwork, and he indeed was raised uh, right up the road from us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I was also sent uh, two other children's books that are part of your line, Just Like a Mama and If Dominican Were a Color, which I also love. I want to give you a, a, a minute or two to talk about uh, the novel for uh, young readers that is also part of your line called Wings of Ebony. Uh, say a word about yes. this. Oh, Wings of Ebony. I, so I had no intention of publishing um, books for young adults. I wanted to focus specifically on children's picture books. But this book came across my desk, and it had me from go. It was described as Wonder Woman meets Black Panther's Wakanda. <laughs> and uh, say no more. We're talking about black girl magic here. Literally, uh, the, the protagonist, Rue, finds out in the first pages that she is half human, half God. And she's swooped up and uh, taken off to this Wakanda-styled um, uh, 
country off the coast of Madagascar that's completely invisible to the rest of the world, uh, where she learns that she has these magical powers that she goes on to use to save both her uh, her home in East Rome in Houston and in uh, Gazan, which is where she finds out she has a whole family of people who were displaced and she wants to right the wrongs of their magic being taken away. And so it is literally black girl magic manifested on the page and beautiful. Incredible. Yeah, I've not, I've not thoroughly read it yet, but I've I've read the first fifth, and I'm excited to finish it. Uh, it's a it's a great great book. I know from uh, an interview that I heard you do about your books that one of the things you are anxious to do is to avoid certain stereotypes that sometimes show up in maybe well-meaning books that are written with with black characters. What kind of stereotypes are we talking about that you? really will not be uh, be a part of the books that you're going to bring to the world? I wouldn't necessarily call them stereotypes. They're more like mm, like tropes. Mm. You know, just kind of, we're going to do a bunch of books about the civil rights movement, or we're going to do a bunch of books about slavery, or we're going to do a bunch of books about um, celebrities and black firsts as if that is the beginning and end of the history of black people or the beginning and end of who black people in America are. And I submit, as a black person in America, that um, you know there's so much more to us than this painful history. Um, absolutely, children, all children, all people need to know the history of African Americans and how far we've come. But we also... Um, need to tell children that, uh, that you know, like their everyday experiences are extraordinary as well. And mm. they deserve an airing. They deserve to be seen on a page. And so I don't do books. I don't publish books about the civil rights movement or slavery or black firsts. I focus specifically on books that tell the everyday story and celebrate the everyday humanity of black children and families. Mm. That means that black children you know, sit around waiting for the tooth fairy to come and give them money for their for their teeth that have come out. That means that black children get excited about going to kindergarten and riding the bus for the first time. They, you know, they love hanging out with their mothers. They have imaginations. They think dragons are in their closets and, you know, are doing, eating up all the cookies. They, you know, they, they imagine themselves having magic and saving the world. All of these things deserve an airing on uh, the page. Mm. And I'm just, uh, you know, dedicated to doing it from that perspective. And I'm not saying those other books don't deserve an airing. I just feel like our whole humanity should find itself on the page and not just this very small, limited, narrow scope. Mm. Well, you are off to a splendid start with Deneen Milner Books. And again, this is a division of Simon & Schuster. Deneen Milner, thank you so much for bringing these marvelous books to the world and best wishes with all your future endeavors. Thank you so much for having me and such a thoughtful conversation. Take care.